We're on a mission to help golfers from all over the world achieve their goals by understanding what it actually takes to play their best golf. We're talking with leading instructors, researchers, and players themselves to find what is actually working. Hey, thanks for joining us today. You are listening to one of our partner shows. It is the Tour Coach Podcast with Tony Ruggiero. He has some phenomenal guests on talking about teaching tour pros. He'll have his players on. Just always a great show. Today was another great episode. I want to share that with you here on the Golf Science Lab Podcast. Let's get into it. So this is the first Tour Coach podcast we've done live from a bar in a while. Good one here. Pre-Q school. I think I've got who I can 100% say is the longest tenured dew sweeper at this juncture. And it has been that way for a while. Zach Suker. Let's go. We've got Eric Brunner joining us, who's part of Team Suker. We've also got the Country Club collection floating in our kind of periphery here, taking pictures. So we're going to... Let's talk a little bit about, like, so let's talk, Zach. First of all, we're at Bluebell. We're at the Normandy Hotel. This place is pure up here in Bluebell, awesome. Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. I got to have dinner with my Uncle Nicky tonight. Eric, you liking it so far? Having a blast. Golf course was a lot of fun. The practice facilities are great. We got to play mm-hmm. a couple hours of 21 today with yeah, Zach and Zach was, Squared. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we got a lot of good work done. Looking forward to heading into so that, stage one of Q school. So, so here's an interesting. I mean, I thought one we did good work today. Thought we've done good work the last two times. One was last Corn Fairy event of the year. Didn't play great, but I thought we did some good work. Mm-hmm. So you've been out there a while. What I'm curious about. This is the best attitude and mental approach I've seen you having. You go into Q school maybe ever. And why is that? And. Did me or Eric have anything to do with that? Well, yeah. Because <laughs> we'd like to know. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're talking about drinking wine here. <laughs> no, it, uh, absolutely. We've had um, – I kind of carried over after Omaha. I didn't play my best there. But like you said, I think we did great on the range and, and even in the practice you, round. You were and, sick uh, part of that week. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't feel my best that week. But the uh, but I took a break right after that. Took, took like a full solid week off of golf and came back. What would you do? A lot of fishing, a little bit of scuba diving, hung out with the family a lot. Um, yeah, for I guess we, were, we went over to South Carolina for like eight days and hung out over there. Nice. And, uh, and so when I got back, I went to the range and really was like, I'm only focusing on what we had talked about in Omaha and about you know covering the ball better and trying to get the club a little more upright. A few of the things that we worked on there and uh, a little bit of footwork. And I think a, a lot of times we don't get many resets in a year, but like when you do get to take a reset, it it's makes good. working on what you want to do a little easier. And so, and so, like I, I did that, and for the last few weeks, golf's been, been pretty solid. And so, uh, attitude in golf's a lot on you know goes off on confidence, and so it's it's pretty good right now. That's good because like a lot of guys. As you get older, they get where they don't like having to go to Q school. And I get, as a teacher, I'm like, well, I can't necessarily feel like, hey, I did a great job. You're back at Q school. But I also feel like you've gotten better this year. I actually feel like this is one of those weird years where I feel like as a player, you've gotten better, but the results haven't been there yet. And I don't know how to explain that. 
and like a normal person would look at me like I'm a three-headed monster. But I do have another glass of wine coming. Thank you, sir. And uh, but um, but like I feel like you've gotten better as a player this year. Yeah, I think um, I've gotten the, the the short game has has improved, which helps a lot with confidence. But I also feel like my good has improved and. It hasn't showed nearly as much as I'd like, but I've had a lot of the rounds where I do feel incredibly in control the whole entire day of my golf swing. And, yeah, especially as the year's gone on, I've had more of those days. And so I think what we're working on is working. And it's it does – it takes a while a lot mm-hmm. of times. And so, like, I, I feel – I felt like we've been going in the right direction and we're closer and closer every week, which is nice. I think physically, one, I would like to know your weight loss method – because you've lost a bunch of weight this year. And if if I lost that much weight, Yvonne would be so attracted to me. <laughs> it would be like, you might not ever have another podcast because I might never let myself out of the Hilton Garden Inn room, <laughs> right? But, like, I mean, it's true. But, like, you're in the best shape. You can tell you've been doing a bunch of the exercises and the work at home that uh, your folks and the stuff, like when we've been down in Jupiter and Colby's done stuff with you, you know, I want to talk a little bit about chasing speed because I felt like a little bit last year you got into chasing speed. And, and the reason I'm – so I think lots of people do this, right? Don't you think? I yeah, mean, everybody – especially with like, you know, I've got that Bushnell Launch Pro. It's easy for people to get stuff that accurately measures. I felt like we got into that a little bit. I tried to always kind of keep the reins on so we didn't get too out of whack. But talk about chasing speed. Yeah, I think – And, that- Eric, you can feel free to jump in anytime. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I started chasing Stash. speed. I still would like to hit it further and would chase. I would still like to chase some speed, but I think I got going in the wrong direction on it and not doing it using my body as much. And once my hands got involved more, it was hard to get back out of it. And so I, I think there was, a, I still want to hit the ball further, but I've got to get back to hitting it solid and where I want and then try to work up a little bit. I always remember this. You knew who my old mentor was, Hank Johnson, right, from Birmingham all those days. But I remember one time a guy said, like, what's the biggest thing I could do to hit it further? I I was super young green teacher. I'm sitting there observing him teach a lesson. And he said, hit it solid, (laughs) right? And and, and he was right, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the first thing people ought to do to hit it further is to actually get to where they hit it solid all the time then work on adding speed. Once you can line the face up and you get where you're hitting it solid, then I think it's one thing. But trying to add a bunch of stuff when you're not hitting it solid, sure. right? Yeah. It might, you know, swinging harder, if you don't do it right, your numbers become worse. And so your spin rates and curve and all that gets worse. And so like, even if it is faster, if it's not solid, it's not going any further. She said today, I asked you, I said, like, well, you know, okay, what, what you've been doing since, you know, we saw each other last and you, you talked about the break a little bit about the fishing. And, and then you said, look, I haven't filmed myself and I haven't been on a track, man. Yeah. Talk about why. First of all, I loved it. And what was crazy weird to me, and I'm going to think about this after this fifth glass of wine. I'm good. But like your posture and setup, Eric, you can attest to this. His posture and setup was the best I've seen you. So it makes me wonder if you start going to being more athletic or whatever. I'm not sure on this. I need to ask me. No, I, but like, yeah. why did you quit doing that? And what have you seen from that? So, I think I just got 
when I when I took the break, I was like, I'm gonna get back to hitting. One, I hit it horribly, unsolid in the year. A lot of bad. Like, wasn't that my direction was so awful, but I didn't feel great once we got past like a six iron. It was going downhill, and so I think I wanted to get back to just getting my divots much more square into the target and extended and. It was just kind of like, let's get back to hitting the ball solid. We'll start slow. And, like, I don't care how far it goes. I don't care about anything else. I just want to get back to hitting it solid was the was this first mm-hmm. start. And, yeah, it's, it's felt pretty good, actually, for the last few weeks. Yeah. It felt, felt great. You know, I think a big turning point and kind of knowing where we stood at the end of that Corn Ferry season and progressing forward into rolling over into this season was uh, – Missouri. It was, you know, golf swing looked pretty, pretty tight. It was swinging it nicely, doing a lot of great stuff, especially in the practice rounds. I mean, a couple hole out eagles uh, during the week, and and you know, I know we lost it after after week one, or not week one, excuse me, day one, and um, we set up on the range and and started doing uh, just getting back to our to our nitty gritty details, just the small things getting set up right, getting the ball position right, getting our feet squared to our target. Nice. And for, for whatever reason, they just kind of got a little So I'm going to ask out. you a good question. And your boss is sitting here in front of you, okay? So what do you see is the difference between, like, where he is now, where it really does look like he's playing good and really playing? Like, you've been on the bag. You're part of Team Suker. You've been on it basically two seasons now, right? What do you see the difference between what he's doing now and what he didn't do? And what are traits you see about when he's doing good? You know, I think he's a lot better at picking apart the things that he's not doing well and not just sticking to one thing. He's working on his whole game as a whole. It's it's the short game, the putting. He's not putting more time into one other thing. It's Don't you think that's hard to do when you're hitting it that bad? Because you start like all you do is go to the range, right? Right. And then sometimes you don't you think you have rounds like during that where you're like, well, I didn't hit it that bad, but I scored awful. Yeah, scored all exactly. Right. Yeah, for sure. But you've also had rounds where you hit it horribly and you scored great. Yeah. So you know your short game's clicking, right? Right. And and so you know you know kind of where you need to tailor your your practice work and the stuff that we do heading into the week for the the next week that we have ahead of us on where we need to work on. And, and you know, you've done a really nice job of managing your time on what needs to be done. And, you know, I, I'm truly really excited for this upcoming year. I know we have a battle ahead of us, but our helmets are strapped and we're, we're ready to go get He's everybody got a helmet. helmet. He's got a helmet. <laughs> helmet. But I, I, I will like say it. this. I've been around you a long time, and I would say we're all close, close friends. This is the best I've seen him ever all the way around. Short game, mentally, full swing. It's also the most, the first time where when I'm watching you and I'm like talking to you about what you're working on, where you basically regurgitated some sort of form of what we did the time before. Yeah. Right? So there wasn't so there wasn't a search. Exactly. Yeah. How do you how do you avoid getting on that search because I, I taped the radio show today right and I was talking to people about it like you know and, and we're talking about a guy I spent years with you're great friends with you know really well Robbie Shelton Robbie's playing great in Napa and I heard an interview when he won on the thing and he said he just went back to the old stuff that he used to do right 
there was a guy who admitted he had done a bunch of searching, right? How do you avoid that? Or, and, and, and how do you get off of that when the temptation happens? Well, I think last year I did get off of that for most of the year, but mm-hmm. in, until then... Which is I'd even done, more commendable you stuck with it. Yeah. Because most people can't stick with it. When yeah. It I think that what we did today with, with getting my elbow in more... And trying to make it easier. I've got three glasses of water in front of me. You think they're trying to tell me something? They're telling you something. For sure. <laughs> we, I, I, we, I mean, we made the comment about like that felt easy today on the range with mm-hmm. like, the shorter irons. Yep. And I think that usually when I am searching a little bit or I'm like, find something, you, the correct thing is usually what feels really easy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's like that's it. Like you say it all the time on the course as well as I do. Like you'll feel something either really good or really bad. But, like, usually the part that feels really good and you're like, this is back. It's usually back to the exact basis we started with, with turning and posture and all the little things that make it, like, simple, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And the best I've seen him swing it, which is a lot, it's just freewheeling, everything's simple. You're hitting your checklist. And, I mean... To be honest, Missouri should have gone way more in our favor, I think. Mm-hmm. I know you, your ball striking was a little bit off, but you scored tremendously. But leading into that week, you knew where you were at and you knew what you had to work on, and mm-hmm. and your goals were set. You knew what needed to be done. And I, it started in May, truthfully, on a golf course historically – not been your best the highest highest <laughs> not yet your favorite spot ever and, and, and to come around and go from from the previous year to this year and finish seventh man it was beautiful golf on a one of the tightest golf courses i've ever seen in my life kind of kind of quirky to be very honest but i mean yeah you're not doing is. very good getting us a sponsorship for the main corn ferry event next year that's right well it's a now good, i like the place it's, it's, now now we like it like so you said before. you said something to me once. This is way back. So this was, and and I put this in the brilliant category. I do Whoa. like I write down things. You know this from working for me. Like I write down and re- remember things that my best players and tour players say when they're just talking about things that like I'm like that's really good. And this we were standing on the old chipping green at Mobile at the Country Club of Mobile before the building. Those were the good old days. Good old days. Good old days. And I had that and I had that tent that was like a hot box, right? That's what it was like. Could have smoked something over there, we'd all been fine. But anyway, so um, you said you had just gotten back. It was actually like early in the spring. And you had just gotten back from playing those international corn fairy events like Latin America stuff, basically. Yeah, Panama and Bogota. And I remember you and you know, you we you were like, you, you were coming to the club. You said, hey, can we work a little? So we worked. And I said, well, I, you know, made the cut here, missed the cut here, made the cut with you. And you said, I actually hit it way better than my score. I've got to get to where I score better than I hit it. I thought that was fantastic. And I've told that to a bunch of kids and a bunch of people. But I thought that was like pure genius, right? Because you, you said like, you went through each round. You're like, this round. I'll never forget it. You went like, this round, I shot 70, but I hit it 68. And then you're like, the next round, he went through round by round for this whole deal. And you're like, I shot 70, but 
you know, I really shot six, whatever it was. And, and you were like, I got to get to that. And I always thought that's a fantastic way to look at it because if players started, instead of evaluating every shot, you started accepting the challenge of like, I, I want to try to score better than I score, hit it. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah, you know, I know I've had some yeah, red wine, I, and I'm getting no, on a damn tangent here. Like but, almost every event I play really well in, at the end, I'm like, I scored way. Like overall, you score better than you hit it. Like mm-hmm. you're like you make you make twenty footers, and you get out of trouble, and you don't you know you don't pay the price for your bad swings. And I think that when you like every time I play good, and I play with a lot of guys that do this all the time, like. The people who you're like, how did you shoot? You know, you you think they shoot even par and they shot five under when you're done and you're like, you just, you know, didn't make mistakes. You never paid for bad swings, like kept it all in front of you and you make a few putts and things like, it just is a huge difference if you just counted everything from, you know, six feet and in as a make and didn't make anything outside of 10 feet. Like at the end of the day, the winners every week and the guys that are playing well, they, they always score better than they hit it have you ever had a week where you got to, you had a real good finish that wasn't a win? Say you're eighth, and you said, you know what? I finished eighth, but I didn't score as good as I hit, hit it. Have you had one of those where you didn't win, but you hit it good enough to win, you think? Yeah, I've definitely had a few. You know, like where you're no, close I, I, to winning, too, because yeah, we've yeah, all had, like, gonna, finished 40th, and like, I, right. I hit it good enough, right? No, no, I've, I've definitely had... A lot of those tournaments, especially going back to like when I was first professional, I feel like I did that a lot. Where okay. I just feel like I wasted shots, you know, more than the usual. Yeah, everybody didn't hit bad bad shots, but like where I just threw away some easy up and downs, missed some short putts, and like mega back, they add up so fast when you're talking about like short game and mm-hmm. putting and like having that huge miss that costs you two here and there instead of just you know making a better swing, but like. I think of even tournaments that I played really well in, like the Travelers. Like mm-hmm. I wasted, I mean, I wasted three and two holes mostly mm-hmm. on. I watched like, that. Yeah, every. I mean, it was it was awful, and had a four putt on Sunday on mm-hmm. the front nine. Like there was a week where I easily could have won, and I would have said the first two days I had scored pretty perfectly. I hit it well, mm-hmm. didn't make any mistakes, like bad mistakes, putted well, and did you know exactly what you're supposed to do followed by a back nine on Saturday that just ruined ruined the whole week back nine on Saturday and the front nine on Sunday were you know I missed the cut by five and so I think there's plenty of those weeks where you can look back and say I've you know if I saved some shots here you did the simple things right the easy things that everybody should do right how many how many shots better to be it's one thing I see I'm gonna go to Eric after this but I see the guys that are always up there like when they're playing really good, I see that when they have the time where they miss it just short of the green and it's 30 feet up the hill, they never leave themselves five, four feet, right? It's like it's, you know, I see that they, or like they have the easy bunker shot on the uphill slope, right? They hit it inside a foot. Like, I see that they take care of that. And then I see guys, you know, whatever, but like I see where they don't get one up and down that's straightforward. They may make a miracle one up and down, but like the easy stuff to me. So you've been out there two years, E. What do you see? The, the guys playing the best week in, week out. What are you seeing? And and, and what do you see about how they prepare and what they're doing on the range? Uh, and, and when Zach's doing his best, and he, I mean, you've had a bunch of success with him. I mean, he's 
playing some great golf, and we're going to get to what's ahead. But what do you see? And, you know, that's – I love that. And <laughs> I love that question. Fairways. What, what, yeah, fairways, fairways are big. You see guys – like, I, I think a great example was uh, Chris Baker. Not too Touchdown, long ago, man. the guy did everything right. We were like, man, it was one of those rounds where you say, like, looked like an even par round, but he was like six under. And and he did it all week long. And it was six under, six under, six under. And it was taking care of those five, six foot putts. Never really missed a fairway. Too bad. If he did, he, it was by a couple feet. And Very few, just, like, wow shots. Yeah. Like, just solid. He yeah. kept he kept the ball in front of him all day. He got everything up and down, and he made everything he looked at. But he left his ball in that makeable spot. Never he, never, he never was short-sided, yeah. but he never had, like, some crazy downhill sweeper. He always left himself with, you know, a routine, if you will, a routine six-footer, if that's such a thing. For me, I know definitely know it's not. But, yeah, that, that's, to me, the biggest thing. And then, you know, I know we talk about it just about every time we talk shop. How they prepare for the golf tournaments is they stick to their plan. And we're seeing Zach do that. That's one thing I think you've wonderful. improved on the last couple of years, how you prepare for a tournament oh. and your preparation at the event. Going back to Maine, Zach stuck to his plan the whole entire week. Never wavered from it. Made a couple adjustments after rounds one and two. And, um, man, the way he stuck to that plan was just, it was spot on perfect. And that's, he knew what he had to do and to continue on his season. Maine would have been the end of the road for us last year. And to do what he did, I mean, it was. Explain uh, that because not everybody knows, you know, listening knows. Yeah. What What do you mean? And, and I knew. I knew going in and I knew when you flew up. Right. Right. I knew it had to be done. I knew the task at hand. Zach for sure knew the task at hand. And by God, if he executed it, that's it why was, I think it was the most beautiful thing. I there hadn't been a single round yet where I cried when I walked off the uh, off the 18th green. But man, that was an emotional moment because I knew what that meant. You had Courtney and the girls come out and hugging on him and loving on him. He had his mom and dad there. It was a beautiful moment to be a part of, and, you know, Zach Suker's a fighter. I, I know he's not going to lay down, and we got a lot of work ahead of us, and we're going to continue on. But, man, that was – that the way he went about that whole entire week was just, this is what we're hitting on this hole, and he stuck to it, even if it was – That's a good lesson, though, for next year. Oh, man, it was – Right? It was, yeah, you, gotta, you stuck to it. We got, you got to find – don't you think it's hard? But it's hard. Like, everybody always says, like, well, why the hell? Why the hell didn't I do that every week, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, to figure out how to get to that point of focus as well as that point of freedom. He doesn't play that good if he's not relaxed and free feeling either, which is weird, right? Right, yeah. I mean, you know, you think about it because you have – nobody plays good tense, right? So somehow, even though you were under a bunch of pressure, you figured out how to get free. You did. And I, I love to talk about this week. It was it was fun. Sunday. He loves it. I do. Sunday was fun. Man, Sunday, you know, we're trucking along, and he's, I mean, he's flagging everything he looks at. He, whatever the club is, whatever the number is, it's, at this point, ball's in his court. I'm just, I'm just carrying the bag at this point. And we get to hold 40. I think he's made 
three, what have you made? Four straight, three straight? I think you went four straight. I got one, on. three, four, five. Five. Yeah, it was after five. Seven you looked at and nine. Yeah, yeah. You looked at me after five, that par three, and you about had a kick in. You looked at me, we just give a, okay? Okay. Like, good. Let's, let's, keep the, let's keep it rolling. And uh, yeah, sure enough, exactly you did. It said, was just, okay. it, it was, man, and, and that that's one of my other favorite things. We'll talk about that when later. Do you, when do you, like, okay, so when you're in one of those rounds and you get off and you birdie four or five or something holes out of six or seven or whatever, what the hell do you think? Like, what do you, what goes to your mind? Okay, so, like, when you birdie two of the first three, how is that different than when you birdie six of eight or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, you birdie two or three, you're like, eh. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, this is great. Like, yeah, right. Nothing, nothing crazy. And, like, yeah. yeah, when you get to six and eight, it's, it's like, awesome. Like, I <laughs> haven't hit missed a shot. And, like, 59 watch, let's keep it going. Like, that's kind of the mental side of it is like when you're when you're six through eight you're only focused on like let's get the next one and bury the next one and like yeah that's the, that's the most fun golf you'll ever have get the number and execute yeah right and and love it it's good it's good stuff it's it's good for people to hear i just was curious like so when you when you have one of those rounds going you know you're you're an interesting student because you shoot some crazy damn low shit. You get you can make a bunch of damn birdies, right? And then you can shoot some numbers, I'll scratch my head. That's right. Out, right? <laughs> so but like when you get going, what is your thought? Like when you make I mean you shoot some ridiculously low numbers at times. What's your thought? Like and do you ever think like why the hell can I not yeah, do why, that shit? Uh, more all than the time. time. <laughs> I, so yeah, I and can't Tony that. teach me to do this more than once out of four? <laughs> I got an answer for it. Or better. I want to hear that. Let's, let's hear it. You know this one. You know where the gas pedal is. That's right. Gas pedal's on the it's right. It's always on the right. You keep that foot on the gas and you don't look back. I think that my when I look at my all of my really low rounds mostly come from putting. It's the rounds where I hit it well, but I also made okay. way over my fair share of putts. And, and so, like, there's something about running in... Not like short putts, but uh, if you run in... 15, 18 three, footers. Yeah, footers. let's say three 15 to 25 footers early. All of a sudden, you're feeling the line, like you're seeing everything right, and the hole gets bigger. And a lot of times, I'm today, being a perfect example, I was like, I don't even know which way this ball's going. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like you're going to make many putts or you're guessing on the lines. There's a difference when you start rolling them in early the whole day. You just are, the speed's perfect, and it's end over end, and, like, I think that's the biggest difference is, is the really low rounds, your putter just feels like, you feel like you're going to make everything, and never had a bad putting round that I felt like I was going to make everything. Let me ask you that. Okay, so we're going to wind, wind it down here. Heading to Q School. Both of you, I'm going to ask you each individually. What's your plan and your thoughts? How do you approach? I know you don't enjoy going back, but I actually feel like you're in a great spot. Not as much stress as some of the guys we know that might, like, if they don't make it, they don't have anything, right? You know, what's your, how are you approaching it? And Eric, how are you approaching it as a caddy? We'll start with Zach, because he's, obviously, he's more important, because he's (laughs) he's the player. (laughs) Correct. So, I haven't been to Q school much in the last, really, five years, but obviously, I, I think second stage is pretty hard. Final stage, obviously, 
yeah, show up for the whole week. But like, I always thought going back to college, it was like first, pre and first is like, you play good golf, you're going to get through. You don't have to do anything great. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nothing special. You get the, the full four days, so it separates the field. And so, like, I'm enjoying having someone to play for again because there was a month gap. There's going to be another three-week gap after this. Like, that, that mean a lot more than just, mm -hmm. like, the small money games. But I think that the other thing is that you don't have to shoot lights out. It's solid golf, so it'll be... We're at like a shorter golf course where we're going to, and overall, probably a very safe game plan. Because again, first and twentieth make no difference, and so it's minimizing your big mistakes. And so most of the holes we'll try to take out. I've always thought. I've always thought when watching Q School, and I've always thought Corn Ferry Finals is similar similar to this. I remember when Lucas went to Corn Ferry Finals because he had an injury and all that, and he finished second or whatever in the one of it, you know, whatever, got it easily. But I always felt like the people that, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but just believed that, like, they were better or, like, I'm excited because this is going to be a good test. And if I play yeah. solid golf, I get through. I always felt like those were the guys that are going to make it versus the guys that are like, you know, if I go play good, I'll get through. Right, like you know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, no, because there's I, I a difference. Because yeah. there's a difference, like, and we've all known people. I've coached a bunch of people who, like, if you video them, Eric, you've sat in the bays. Mm -hmm. Their golf swings are beautiful, and you're like, man. But then, like, when you talk about going to Q school, well, I mean, you know, I got to play whatever. But like, then there's guys that, like, I remember talking to Luke's about Corn Ferry Finals. Like, I mean, it's just like, well, I mean, I'm just. I'm going to get through. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, 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 right. Through, same like, deal, right? My, my like, goods and and good, you, right. the way you were talking about first stage, second stage, third stage, right? Like, I just think that, you know, I just think that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. Am I off base No, no, you're, you're right on it. Like, it's... Because we can all flash back. We've heard people on both sides of the deal. We're not going to talk about it. Like, you're like, well, that guy just didn't think... He didn't think he was yeah. going to get through. Most pressure on your field playing mm -hmm. in something for most for the vast majority of the guys. Yeah, like it's and all you already know you got your four days. It's it's oh, it's all or nothing. That's it. And yeah. the whole way through, and so you know they don't have any more events after that. So like, it, it is the most pressure. So I think the guys that go in, they need to go back to Q School arrogance. for the tour spots. I think it's be fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, the uh, but I think the guys have the most confidence. The guys that think they have the arrogance about it, like. Mm -hmm. Plenty of confidence. Not worrying. So, Eric? Yeah, my, my game plan for this upcoming week, I want to go and dissect this place just like we did in Maine. It's a similar golf course. It's Should very similar saying, golf yeah. course, right? And I want to pick apart, and I'm going to make you hit more balls than you want to hit off the tee and figure out what club we're going to hit and pick that place apart, figure out where we're going to hit it and trust our little landing zones. And I'm also going to go walk the golf course enough to know uh, how to read those greens. I'm tired of batting no, 350. No Bermuda. We're going to love them. Uh, well, I know that, but, <laughs> but and yeah. I get to go back home to my home state and ready to go uh, give them hell. Guys, first of all, thanks for hanging out tonight. It's fun. And we got a lot of work done today. We're going to get some good work in tomorrow. Bluebell's an awesome place. Yes. We, everybody, I highly recommend it. If you're in Philly, come hang out. And Zach, Thanks for being the longest tenured deuce sweeper. We've had our ups and downs, and sometimes you get mad at me. I'm sure I get mad at you, but we've hung in there, and, and we look. We've ended up with our baby, Eric. That's right. 
We've had, we've had some <laughs> fun. Mean baby, you've created it. <laughs> yep. So let's go get them in Q school. And I think I told you, Eric, and I've had this conversation. There's no better time to get on the corn ferry and get your car yeah, than this year right. with what the tour's done, right? Yeah, Kudos to Jay Monahan and everybody. And uh, I'm sure Country Club Collection's glad he's not here to hear that part of that. But, <laughs> but uh, anyways, appreciate you everybody hanging out. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's fun.